0: Twenty-five ish, thirty percent adoption among the users right now. I understand not everybody wants AI content on their websites, but uh from what I observe, uh the content is often better than human written content that is not super expensive. Like if you if you compare like fifty bucks article from like a mediocre writer, uh it will be probably worse, and 100% less researched. I'm John Wright, and you're
1: listening to Affiliate BI, the business intelligence and affiliate marketing podcast brought to you by StatStrend. So welcome to the Affiliate BI podcast. Today, I've got a special guest, Michal Suski. He's one of the co-founders of Surfer SEO, and he's also the head of innovation. So Michal, I'm going to pass it back to you
0: and tell us what you do. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity to spread some uh, information about Surfer, about SEO in general. Uh, What I do right now, I'm playing with data. I'm playing with some data scientists to figure out new stuff for Surfer. That's, That's my role now. And it's pretty amazing and exciting stuff. I might
1: have to ask you questions off the record on data because that's what we do as a company. And that's my role. So I want to ask, uh, what is your story of how you got started into SEO?
0: This is uh, like by accident, completely by accident. I was uh, working as a QA specialist and my project was terminated and I didn't have a project in the software house. So I was like, all right, let's let's do something. And it turned out that a friend of mine uh, is running an agency. In the middle of nowhere in a village, 400 each people. So he was like, like a magnet, uh, collecting all of the people who were around and had some, like, whatever expertise in digital anything, really. Uh, so I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. I watched uh, Josh Paszynski 2016 prediction to something uh, about SEO. And I was like, cool. It's- changing environment, let's, let's give it a shot. And I joined as a PBN copywriter, you guess. <laughs> so that's how it started for me. The SEO journey started from writing blogs about roofing.
1: Exciting pretty stuff.
0: story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, you, you're learning the fundamentals. I mean, PBNs are, I mean, they're everywhere and they're not really disappearing anytime soon, but that's, a, that's a pretty good foundational start.
0: That is, that is crazy moment because uh, right after I joined, uh, Uh, We were, like, publishing a lot of content. I was writing, like, eight pieces a day uh, just to, you know, fill it with content. And we were putting exact matching anchor text backlinks in there, of course. And there was, I don't know what was that specifically, but uh, some sort of a change, and our client's rankings dropped. And then I received an order to... Remove these links and change the anchors uh, so they are different. It was like two months apart. So one one day I produced a ton of content and do this linking. And the other day I wake up, go to uh, go to the office and uh, I'm asked to remove these links. I'm like, what the hell? And you know what? Of course, the, the the rankings recovered. So that was crazy time. I'm sure all that experience kind of
1: led you to Surfer. So I'll jump right into a... Uh, a little bit of a side topic, which is I looked at your LinkedIn profile and saw that you've got a unique skill set and experience that makes you perfect for creating this type of BI tool, that surfer. Um, your skills are kind of more, um, I would say, like data and products. So how are how would you say
0: they're important to what you do today? Oh, today, yeah. It has, like, we are uh, having a massive shift towards uh, basing our decisions on data on feedback, on quantitative and qualitative feedback, uh, tons uh, tons of interviews and stuff. Especially today with the AI, we collect like hundreds of feedbacks and CSATs and stuff, running experiments, figuring out at scale what works better for the people, what is really wanted. And we know that 57 people wanted something. And it's more than 56 people wanting something else. So we built that feature instead of the other one. At the very beginning, it was all about the gut feeling. It was all about our hands-on experience in working on SEO with SEO clients. So that was like figuring out our own problems, scratching our own itch, uh, just to be more productive at work and more efficient so that. The optimization actually moves the needle and, and stuff like that. But right now, uh, with like 20,000 clients uh, at Surfer, we are able to incorporate more and more data-driven decisions to the, to the product creation uh, than we used to. So would you
1: say like when you started Surfer, uh, you and uh, your uh, founders, um, did what you have at the beginning change over time? Like I'm assuming as you got more feedback from users and you started to realize how powerful data was. Was what you started with very different than where you are today?
0: Um, actually, no, uh, because I um, managed to keep uh, the environment around me that is still based on the gut feeling, as we have uh, multiple pro- product departments right now, and uh, they are working on on stuff that, like the AI, the content that or like the, the products what we, that we already have. But uh, I uh, try to still use the gut feeling, still use the fiddling with many different things and tests like hundreds hypotheses a month uh, instead of uh, doing like 100 interviews and then building something to satisfy them. So I'm happy to be in a position where I don't really have to base every single thing on data because customers won't tell you a breakthrough. They won't. Like they will tell you a faster horse instead of a car and you need part of the team building faster horses and also you need part of the team building a car, so sparking new ideas that won't come from a regular client. Yeah. So that's kind of, so for me, it didn't change, but for the company, it was a huge change and massive, and I'm super proud we found people who can do it because I can't, uh, and people can, and that's that's really awesome.
1: I understand because we're going through the same thing. Uh, you ask your customers for one thing, and they, they always will say, you know, make the, make the faster car, uh, but it's not always what they want, and sometimes yep. uh, data alone just won't help you get the insights, but then, of course... Once you build those things, you're, you're going right back to data to verify or validate that your, your gut instinct was right.
0: There is something uh, about uh, customer interviews, and it's a great tip. Uh, I'm not sure from what book, but I will just tell it because it's super important for everyone who is doing customer research. When you ask someone like, how did you do, uh, how do you do keyword research? And then they start to tell you like. We go here and there, but that will be their ideal wished how they want to do it. But if you ask them, how did you do keyword research for the last time for a specific project you were working on? And then, only then, they will tell you the truth. If it will be tied to the specific activity they performed like four days ago, how was the last time you did it? It wasn't like the perfect SOP executed one by one you know. so to, to reveal the real, uh, real use cases. You need to ask for the real questions like, how did you do it for the last time? Specifically, not in general. How do you do keyword research? It's just the wrong question.
1: I agree. Um, I jumped on a podcast not long ago, or I was listening to one. And I heard a story from a guy named Tyler Ryan, who he shared on uh, this podcast that he thinks that only 1% of affiliate programs are leveraging data, uh, like basically even looking at data to go, how can I make improvements? So I believe this to be true. And would you say this is similar in the world of SEO?
0: Mm, I hope it's going in the right direction, right? But And hopefully Surfer is a part of that change. Uh but uh, I, I I must agree. Like uh, if we consider SEO as a broad general niche of people having websites that receive some traffic from Google and they care about that traffic, and we call these people SEOs, then definitely one percent, maybe even less, is using data. But if we consider like people from like the Affiliate Lab, Diggity's group, then well, definitely it's more than one percent but like looking at the majority of people uh, interested in organic traffic in general, then uh, it will be much, much lower number. Definitely. Uh, Jumping into features about Surfer, what would you say
1: are some of the more underrated or underutilized features that your app has?
0: Underutilized features, I would say uh, is the AI uh, generator content because uh, it's like, 25 ish, 30% adoption among the users right now. I understand not everybody wants AI content on their websites, but uh from what I observe, uh, uh the content is often better than human written content that is not super expensive. Like if you if you compare like 50 bucks article from like a mediocre writer, uh it will be probably worse and 100% less researched. Uh, Like imagine like we as uh, humans, we cannot analyze that big amount of information as the AI, like it's just impossible to read the whole book in five minutes and then uh, use all facts and interesting uh, talking points from that book to create uh, a review of that specific, it is just impossible. So I would say it should be used by 50 plus percent of the people. I'm, I'm down to it. It should be, it should be this way. So even though it's a huge contributor to our growth recently, I would say it's still underutilized feature of, of server. I think what you said is
1: true because, I mean, I've been in that situation where we've had uh, writing teams for my affiliate sites and it's the same thing. It's under-researched content. Uh, you're paying anywhere from 20 to $50 and you look at it and you're like, I think I should have written that article myself. And it's not easy just to say, well, I'm going to write all of my content. But um, I think there's something to be said there where most content produced is just probably not worth publishing.
0: Imagine scaling up. Uh, like you just discovered your n- new niche for your uh, blog about cats. You were into food, but now you are into into something else like uh, little houses, cat houses or like whatever really. Uh, and you want to tackle it because you just discovered a commerce that will pay you 50% of the, like 50% of their margin. And you're like, let's do this, let's do this. What do you need? You need to establish a little bit of topical authority. How do you do it? You create a proper silo that contains 30 to 50 to whatever uh, your strategy is. But in general, it will be quite a mass of content. And what you have to do, you have to call your writers and maybe within a month, or if you are super lucky and have a huge team, within three weeks, you can receive the first drafts of your 50 articles, which is... Painful, because you could be earning already the the these articles could be already settling down in the serp start getting traction you will have time to put internal links here and there and all kind of stuff while you are waiting for for the for the human writer's output that again is not exactly how you wanted it, so it's not only slow but quite like similarly value or sometimes even, even like below the expectations. So, well, it's just too much time waste.
1: Okay. I'm going to ask a question. That's probably a bit more self-serving. So we do as an affiliate marketer, you'll want to celebrate your first sale, learn about a drop in clicks and revenue, discover new brands, be notified when programs close, see an increase in earnings per click. Identify underperforming campaigns. Your affiliate programs won't tell you when these things happen, but we will. Whether good things are happening to your business or bad, we are here for you and we've got your back. Stats Throne is the number one affiliate CRM tool that helps you get your data, manage your biz with CRM tools, and analyze data with business intelligence. Visit statsdrone.com or find the link in the show notes a lot of uh, B2B affiliate content. I'd say similar to Matt Diggity where we do affiliate program reviews. And what we're trying to do to be different is capture a lot of data sources that we can't scrape from websites. So it's like, Mm -hmm. does this uh, affiliate program have postbacks, dynamic variable tracking links? Uh, How often is the data updated? Is it real time, every hour? And sometimes this data, like you're not going to scrape it and AI probably won't tell me the answer. So how
0: would you say- Where do you get that data from?
1: Uh, everything it's, um, we, we have an app, so we, we basically scrape that data. So we're able to change, to notice the change in detection. We also go to the field program software and ask them across all of your hundred customers, uh, is it the same? And they're like, usually it is right. Uh, it's updated every 48 minutes. So we have that as a data point. And we do think at some point someone's going to start copying our data, but we want to be first to market with this data. And we're kind of wondering like, how do we leverage this content where We want to do 10,000 affiliate program reviews and that's that's a daunting task, but we also want to use our data to our advantage where I do think that AI will help, could help to a certain level, but it'll stop short of those unique data points. And I think that's what we Mm -hmm. want to do for our content.
0: Recently, uh, we tackled this problem. I mean, it's not a problem, it's an opportunity Uh, as we um, allowed people to provide their own information. Mm -hmm. Like... Is it something unique? Uh, like give it to us. If you give it to us, the AI can categorize it as a fact and then uh, build narration around that fact, uh, which, is, which is super cool when it comes to providing something outside of the SERP or even outside of the internet, like uh, your personal experience with whatever or your knowledge from a book that wasn't scanned, and uh, you know you cannot find it on 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 like anywhere, so this kind of this kind of data points uh, that are custom added to AI brief make a huge difference when you want to deliver like one hundred and ten percent of what you can find in SERP, because there will be always part of data that you have to cover just to be compliant with what's required, but you do the extra mile with the custom prompt. You feed, uh, with you feed your own unique research, and the AI can incorporate that as it was scraped anywhere else. So that's that's kind of that's kind of how we how we do it recently. That's super fresh stuff actually. So maybe not everybody knows about it.
1: Okay, uh, like I said, self serving. Uh, I think you're giving me a few things to do for the next couple months, but. I hopefully uh, a couple other people might find that interesting where, how do you take other data sets that don't exist and what does it look like? And I think people should be focused on going, if you can pull data that other people aren't talking about, that should be your edge.
0: Yeah. Like social media content, that would be awesome for the reviews, brand mentions, God damn, imagine uh, having like the brand monitoring tool, like brand 24 or whatever, uh, and. Pull, uh, like a positive and negative sentiment about surfer SEO showing up on Twitter, and you can collect that, feed it to the AI, and uh, like replace the article with like refreshed uh section about uh, what people say, right? Yeah, like the, the, like, we just figured out another use case, but if we spend an hour together brainstorming, we could probably find like too many.
1: And we'll solve the world's problems while we're at it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so you're listed as head of innovation at uh, Surfer SEO. Can you
0: share what that entails? Mm-hmm. So I got a team of data scientists and we, right now, we are trying to solve the clustering problem from a different uh, perspective. Like we are clustering the whole internet at once. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. Uh, I'm like uh interested in right now the most but besides the besides that particular project I try to be uh like the s e o consultant for surfer uh just to uh help uh navigate through these ideas coming from the customers so like are they really helping s e o if we go this path will it will it hurt or help so uh that's 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 my role in there to spark some new ideas, to help leverage other people's ideas, because uh, feature ideas come from developers often. This is is super uh, big. Uh, This is a goldmine, actually, because developers know the code, know how it's uh, like, how the data is processed, and often, it's super often, it's not a rare case that I don't know that something is possible, yet. For them is like a, I can do it in no time. I just didn't know it makes sense, and I'm like, holy shit! I wish I was in your head earlier, like a week ago. So um, that's that's kind of a snapshot of of uh, of these things I'm 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 on basically, being everywhere where something is happening to check whether you know we can we can do something about it, whether it may, it makes sense or not.
1: And second part to that question as a follow-up, do you think more companies and even affiliate marketers should think about having some type of research lab or innovation division in their company?
0: I think so. I mean, uh, SEOs are researchers, Uh, SEOs are innovators in general. Of course, there is a huge group of people who just follow uh, blueprints. That's fine because they work, but uh, there are many and probably probably most of the SEO, serious SEOs test stuff, what is it uh, if not a research, if not innovating stuff, like you are trying new tool, you are innovating your process. Uh You are trying to uh, link from tier four, that's an innovation to your process. And you see, okay, it worked. Should I replace, replace all my H3s with H2s, whatever, like. These kind of AB tests in SEO uh are like part of the of the day-to-day job. Uh if you are on a certain level uh like if you have people to do uh the repetitive work all your time should be dedicated to uh, figuring out how to improve the processes by doing something out of the box. So yes, definitely. Uh, SEOs affiliates should be in that mindset because we've got like many revelations, but they come up six months after they stop working, you know. And you want to be the one who knows earlier so you can leverage that before it stops to work. So, yeah, that's that. Yeah, definitely do it, guys. Please, awesome.
1: Uh, back to AI given that you've got quite a few AI tools integrated into Surfer. Uh, how are you are you using and leveraging AI tools today to automate workflow?
0: Mm, like uh for SEO or surfer SEO or in general for the people or inside the application?
1: I don't want to say all whatever, but let's let's just start with like uh things that you use, uh like you know, mm-hmm. chat GPT and AI tools for, for your own work.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh in terms of the chat GPT. It's more like a curiosity for me and kind of ad hoc stuff to generate something quickly for me specific, like title of my presentation or sending a invite for beta testing, uh, email, stuff that I'm not really good at. And GPT will do way better than me as I am not a native. Uh, so it turns out much better than than when I was trying to, you know, brain it for an hour, no, no sense to, to, to like, to be this way. And when it comes to doing SEO, uh, I'm leveraging uh, the AI content. We even have uh, uh, an author on the blog named Surfer AI, like, right off the bat. It's not me, it's not my friend, it's not anybody else, it's Surfer AI and it is the author of some of our articles that are actually ranking pretty well so uh i'm 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 happy to continue that uh plus uh there is uh, a competition on seo signals lab right now uh that is about rhinoplasty in north korea some sort of make, made up keyword that seos are trying to tackle on parasite websites and i just i just created a little silo on medium uh, about the the surgery and we'll see how it goes after twenty four hours I was third, then I got the index and then I was fourth and again the index So we'll see how it goes but in general uh this is this is where i i, I level yeah, I just generate a ton of audience that's it and last question, what do you see of the
1: future of affiliate marketing as it intersects with business intelligence?
0: With business intelligence, the affiliate marketers and business intelligence, I would say uh, that would be uh, yeah, there is uh, there is something uh, in like from from top of my head, I would say that we have niches and we have different providers of the products. And let's be honest in here: uh, if someone else gives you a better offer or more competing or something something that you are able to sell easier, uh, then you will swap the product. So a BI can definitely help in figuring out how you monetize and not only the whole website, but even particular page. Like this page is monetized by Amazon. But with monitoring of like many different providers, you know that I don't know, some other uh, e-commerce will give you better. And your decision is based on data, on research, that you are swapping the product from the Amazon or a primary choice. You switch from Amazon to the other providers uh, just to optimize the visit from organic, from social, from like whatever source. So yeah, optimization of the visit on the affiliate marketer's page can be done by uh, business intelligence and data. Uh, and that's just one use case, but we could probably do more. That's uh, interesting, because I think it's something we're actually trying to
1: tackle on our side to say, well, Are yeah, because uh, think about it this way. This is what we we have. We, we're like the QuickBooks for affiliates where we pull the data in from all the affiliate programs. Uh, so our job is scraping or API And the things that we want to highlight make easier. And this is why I love your tool, because I love what you guys do. You gamify the whole experience of writing content. And I love how you just analyze data. So we're trying to do the same for affiliate marketers to say, what is your best converting brand? Because I believe from just my experience as an affiliate manager and an affiliate marketer, that a lot of affiliates don't always, like sometimes they'll send more traffic to who makes them the most money. I'm like, but if it took five times more traffic to make just a little bit more than the next uh, site, you obviously should swap them. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. don't really know what they're missing out on, or they don't pay attention to conversion trends. Your earnings per click, in theory, is a flat line. But let's pretend there's, uh, let's say we're even promoting SEO tools. You know, Surfer is over here, and you've got a couple competitors. Now, if you opt- optimize your landing page and you create a new landing page, we predict, we assume that 95% of the time it should increase. If it decreases, mm-hmm. you want to know about this so you can fix it. And as an affiliate marketer, you should you should have a dashboard that tells you it before you have to actually analyze the data yourself. And that's actually what we're working on. And I think with what the way you explained um, or how you answered the question, I think there's a rabbit hole of, uh, I actually took some notes and I think uh, I think your feedback was actually super helpful to me.
0: That would be awesome to to know, like, let's say, You've got uh, Ahrefs and SEMrush, right? And let's uh, say that they still have affiliate yeah. programs so you can still make money and blah, blah, blah. And let's say Ahrefs gives you 20, SEMrush gives you 25. So the quick decision will be, let's go with SEMrush because it's 25. But if you look deeper in the information, you will see that uh two times more people will actually buy Ahrefs. So even though the commission will be lower, You will make it up with the volume. And if I had access to such an information before I waste 100,000 visits (laughs) on my website, that will translate into five figures, six figures. That would be great because I would have the six figures in in my pocket instead of somewhere else. So that that kind of insights that are deeper uh, would be awesome. Yeah, not only like, how much is it? Right. That's too short. Yeah, and we're trying to blend data where from most
1: affiliate marketers, we kind of assume that they usually get most of their traffic from SEO, but it could be social. It could be video, which is still a form of SEO. It could be paid. And basically they just want to see the, the left to right. Yeah, uh, It's here's the traffic and then here's the conversions. Here's the end result. And you kind of want to be aware of like what you said. If, uh, if one's going to convert at double the rate, it makes more sense. But what if you're ranking like super strong for a keyword? You don't want to also make a, a wrong decision because sometimes SEMrush actually, if you're ranking like uh let's say you're ranked number two for SEMrush review, it's you're gonna get high conversions from that. So that would be looking at data in the wrong way. And it's all about going, uh, can we connect all these sources and have it so it's blended?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, even segmented by the uh, by the channel, acquisition channel, because from TikTok they would prefer some fancy shoe brands. However, from the organic, they will prefer Nike and Adidas because they are like older people and they they are into this. So you want to balance it, see like where the traffic is coming from. And if it's worth to pursue the TikTok trend, go for it because the money is there. And if it's all about organic, don't try to be uh, like too pleasing for the TikTokers because you don't have them. So go for the for the standard stuff, Nike, Adidas, like kind of. You know, that's made up example, of course, but uh, this is how I see it. Somewhere in there, I'm looking at the, at the blue sky and thinking, maybe. Okay, last question and a, and a bonus question: Do you think there
1: could be a surfer for video? So, you're, you're once helping... I need
0: Uh next... Uh-huh, go go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, like, help of what? How well, do you it's... see it? Well,
1: it's I'm using some video tools that will take insights. So, for example, even this podcast, I'll put it into Stop Pro, and it, it actually gives me the text and I can shorten mm-hmm. it. Now, I'm not going mm-hmm. to change the text, but let's say if I wanted to create a video and I'm competing against Matt Diggity, it's can maybe Surfer is going to give me a, a great, uh, a content editor to say well this is what you should create for ranking for this topic and i think mm-hmm. maybe there could be the next thing where i think video is going to become more powerful as i mean you're, you're helping change uh, the whole internet where more ai content comes into play i do think people are going to go maybe i want to listen to you on video rather
0: than your actual content i would say that uh, you just pointed me into like completely new stuff, but imagine, uh, imagine this with recent, uh, recent, almost recent uh, update of uh, YouTube providing transcripts of everything. It turns out that they could actually do a text-based algorithm, just like for websites, because they have transcripts, which is written content. So if we could have let's say scrape top 10 videos on a keyword X, analyze the transcripts and then based on them, tell you the like entities to mention topics, like in general, give you a script of the the video that will be competing with these other videos based on text analysis of what they said, that's definitely a possible thing. And if the video content is actually chasing, uh organic from the text and uh, this kind of stuff we do right now, then that will be a good opportunity to get into it, to tell you what to talk about in the video to run. That's thank you. I will make a note with my pen on my dirty something to hear, right? Yeah, but seriously, this is good. I'll expect that next year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Awesome, Michael. Uh, thank you d- for doing this. Uh, how can
0: people get a hold of you? Hold of you. Email SEO Surfers Group. SEO Surfers. I'm yeah. there. You can ask, join. Uh, that's that's probably the best way. Or the email is M I C H I L at surferseo.com. Awesome.
1: I'm in email. that group, and it's uh, it's a good one, worth joining. Uh, thank you so much for doing thank this. You. Thank you for tuning in to the affiliate BI podcast. I'd like to take this time to ask for a small favor to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. That helps us expand our reach to rank higher in podcast directories and reach more listeners.